Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hey, Anna. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Deckheads. We fake a lot of fun on this show. Why do we say and that? today will be no exception. Anna, you are in green. It really brings out the red in your scrunchie. Oh my God. And thank you. <laughs> your headphones are so big. Thank they you. must be really expensive. Same with your glasses. God, um, no. Glasses. They're really big. Yes. And they cover almost your whole face. Mm -hmm. But it's okay because they don't look like they're doing much. Uh, well, they're because I can't see anything and they're transition. So they get dark when I go outside, but not all the way dark. Just dark enough for you to just look straight at me and be like, what's the point of those? When's the last time <laughs> they... Uh, you went outside long enough for your sunglasses to go dark. Uh, just just before this, I took my dog out and they were completely, they're still, as Don't you can see, they're still transitioning back to light because uh, I was oh, just yeah. outside. Wow. Uh, and yes, my headphones are expensive, but it's because my boyfriend's a sound guy and he's very tough. <laughs> Doesn't really let me use anything less than the best quality. He's tough on you? He's a bit abusive when What's it comes to What would he do if he, if he walked in and found you 
wearing some fucking Iwas. He would probably stop the recording and lecture me. <laughs> I'm not joking. He's very wow. strong. He literally will come in, like, into this room. Can you guys room. hear? Can you hear this at all? There's four people who live in this building. Ow. And so, you know, all of our, uh, whoa, was that, did he just hit you with an Iwa? <laughs> he hit me with a dog toy. My God. See, Don't talk about him. Abusive. You've, when are you going to learn your lesson? Okay. So this, my, my, my neighbor has a car that has no muffler or uh, not a good muffler or whatever because he's like a cool guy. Okay. Now, it's funny in a pandemic. And also, they just moved here from Minnesota. I don't know what was going on in Minnesota where it was obviously cool. But here, his car is parked right next to everybody's bedrooms. All four bedrooms face the the back. And then he got a new job recently that requires him to leave at 7 a.m. What what do you do about that? Uh, Do I go, (laughs) excuse me, sir. Uh, The lady and I like to sleep in (laughs) on the weekdays. Yeah, I think that's literally what you have to do. Okay. All right. All well, right. Well, I'm glad I ran it by you. I mean, I was. I, I assumed we would get a lot of good content. You should be like, out, out is there another place you could park your car? Because your your car is loud as fuck, or maybe get a muffler or whatever it's called. Yeah. Hey, we all chipped in and bought each other mufflers. Do you want to do the same for you? <laughs> should be like, we all chipped in and got you a Prius. Very quiet. <laughs> you'll love it. And you'll save the environment. So please drive that and then just buy him a Prius, whatever. You know what? I uh, needed a new muffler. And so I accidentally took your car in <laughs> and got a muffler on it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's probably for the best. It didn't yeah. seem like you had one. Yeah. All right. So uh, do that. All right. We're here to talk about Below Deck Season 8, Episode 15. I thought this was the finale. It turns out next week's the finale, but whatever. Uh, we are joined by a guest that we've had on before. She is a known Below Deck watcher. You may have listened to her on Night Call. You may have listened to her uh, on her Twitter. That's <laughs> stupid. I don't know. She's the a writer. Fuck? She's a podcaster. She's a cultural commentator. Give her me name, more. Her name is more. Molly No, Lambert. give me more stuff. Oh, I already introduced her. That's well. She is a free Britney advocate. That's right. You, you got to introduce her again because you said I'm gonna. I'll keep going. She is Molly Lambert. That's that's Molly Lam Molly Lambert. Everyone. She is me. Hey guys. Hi. What was the original podcast you're on with Emily? Girls in hoodies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got, I've been go. on a lot of podcasts. I'm like Troy McClure. Whoa. Oh, there we go. Whoa. She's had a. Oh, you had uh, North Mollywood. Yep, yeah. It's a long, it's a long list. Just like Below Deck, a lot of spinoffs. You do. You are the spinoff queen. And you know what? We are so pleased to have you back to talk about this episode where we lose, we lose a good one, but a dumb one. <laughs> Sorry. Again. Yo, no spoilers, dude. I love James. No, we don't. No. Oh boy. Honestly, it feels like James should have gone just strictly on how he treated Elizabeth at the end, but he was a shag lag. Lad. Shag lag. <laughs> Shag lag. <laughs> Shag lad. So we should have seen a love it coming. Rat. I should do one episode where I don't listen, to, I don't watch the show, and then just uh, try to pretend I did all episode and see if I can get away with it. Uh, I bet you could. Yeah. I think you I could. did. I kind of did it on um, um, our first 
Our first ever show with a guest, Miles Gray, episode one of this season. I watched like half of it. I'm sorry, what? And, and, and then you just gasped. <laughs> You're just telling me this now? Yeah, I think because I was like, uh, you know, you, uh, the, Nick, the last half isn't as important. Nick, yes. you're the expert. You're supposed to come in prepared so the the guest who might not know anything about the world of Below Deck can ask you questions. Well, that's the beauty about this show is that if you don't watch Below Deck, you're not here. I disagree. So everyone I think, else uh, watched. Did you not watch it, Molly? Oh, I, I watched it. I just think people love listening to uh, the beautiful sound of voices. Sure. Are you guys fighting again? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's we are. <laughs> just sure. Okay. Whoa. The aggression needs to calm down. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Uh, we're all having I'm going to have to play that back to see what we were actually arguing about. <laughs> All right. Below Deck, Season A, Episode 15. We continue with the one drunk seagull kid. I don't know their names. One of them is David. It seems like all their names are David. Hard to say which one is which. Are they all David? Well, it's hard for him to remember. The Remember, these aren't, these aren't even his only batch of kids. He's got three batches. So I think all the boys in the third batch are David. Right. And these are all Jackie's sons. Except for the older one, who's clearly, like, from another situation. They might have just, like, cloned them directly off of David's sperm, too. It so. does feel like Yeah, that. they might not even be using David anymore. <laughs> I don't know. They seemed like David to me in the way they were, like, yeah. such dipshits. If I had the money, I wouldn't be using any of my DNA hmm. to have kids. Hmm. I'd be straight Clooney. You would just be like, all your kids would look like George Clooney. Yeah. I just need to chop off Clooney's arm, oh. take it to my guy, okay. and bing it a bang it a boom eight Clooney kids. Nice. So, yeah, this this seagull kid, he's like, oh, like, trust me, like, it's your vacation. Let me make you breakfast. Before he finally goes down and goes to bed all upset, mumbling about how Ashling won't serve him anymore. And she lied about the hot tub and it's like fool. I literally could imagine him in the hot tub slowly sinking down until he drowns. He was so drunk. He should definitely not get in the hot tub. Yeah. And, and he it was tried like, to jump in the tender. Yeah. And it was like he was so drunk. It didn't seem like he was going to remember the next day that she had told him the hot tub was closed. But he did. That's Here's what she should have done. She made a big mistake. She should have gotten the wine key, right? Pressed it, pressed it right in his neck, and then twisted it. Oh, until, she, she you know it, could, it didn't go any further, and then use those wings to pop it out, just pop out his trachea. <laughs> you think she should have just straight then, murdered him? Yeah, as blood spurts from his mouth, she should have held up a wine glass, and then until and then oh. when it gets full. He falls over, and she drinks a celebratory glass of his blood. That is, uh, I like that. Very Edgar Allan Poe. Thank you. Cask of Amontillado. Yeah. Yeah, very what Molly said. <laughs> and yeah. I guess eat the rich vibe, which I guess we should. I mean, if we were to start eating the rich, these this is the family we should start with. Have you guys seen the Queen of Versailles movie? The documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've seen it a couple times. And yeah. she said, you guys are saying last week that they are 
actually friends with Captain Lee, maybe. Oh, for sure. It's implied. They all run in the same. It's implied more so recently that they're friends-ish. Yeah. Comfortable. Look, it's not great. He's never (laughs) had a good friend, you know? It's never... No one's ever had a friend come on and it's just a regular Joe. Guy who makes 60 grand a year, just excited to be on a boat. Nope, they don't have friends like that because they only are ever on a boat. It's always like Mexico Mansions guy. And he's friends with Captain Lee. The There's best a lot going on. friends you can have are the friends you only see if you have $100,000. Right. Like Captain Sandy has all those friends that are like, oh, she's mm-hmm. a plastic surgeon in San Diego. And she and her right. wife are like my vacation friends. And here they yeah. are. Yeah. Oh. oh, she's one of the doctors, too, on television. Yeah. Oh, right. That's right. Also, Captain Sandy implied... That she knew the seagulls too when Jackie came for the med season. Captain Sandy was like, they're good people. They do a lot of philanthropy for Trump. Oh, they're big philanthropists. For Trump. They're philanthropists for Trump. All the like reality show circuit, people that are on reality shows, but maybe also have a job. They all know each other. Yeah. It's just like all rich conservatives. (laughs) Right. They all know Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. I love Lisa. Um, As I've stated uh, many times in this show, there is no philanthropy. The only person you could call a philanthropist is someone who has millions and then gives it away to the point where they no longer have it. But if you just keep getting richer every year, then you're not actually donating any money. What you're doing is getting cheaper taxes, probably. Right. You know all those those companies, you know, where you at the checkout, they're like, hey, you want to donate a dollar to kids? That's because they donate that. And then use that on their taxes to pay less money. And uh, that is the only thing happening ever when anyone donates that is rich. That's true, including myself, the richest person here. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I just couldn't I was... see all your millions in those piles of clothes behind Thank you. you. It's, it's those fancy I... headphones that gives her away as a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I refuse to put my clothes away. That's my That was my quarantine rule from the start. No clothes are going put away. Okay, honey, they all land on that clothes chair we women oh, have. Oh, I love that Woo! philosophy. We're crazy women. All right, where were we? Oh, it's, uh, okay, so the, the rich kid goes to bed and that's the wrong sound of it. I just pressed. Well, it's that's his sound. The next day. You're right. That was like that a was Freudian a good, slip. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dum-dum. Yeah, it's the next day. So Elizabeth wakes up dreading seeing Francesca. And it's interesting because now her and, uh, her and Rachel really have more things to bond about, which is their issues with Francesca. And the fact that I guess Elizabeth is slowly coming to uh, Rachel's side on her thoughts on James being a fucking trash bag. Rachel says shit is going downhill and it's because of Francesca. It's all because of Francesca. And Rob's being a little shit about Izzy telling him what to do. Now, what happened here with Rob? I really used to respect Rob. And you know why? He's kind of a dick. Because Rob has no character. And so it's just, if he has one issue, any issue with anybody, it's going to be blown up like it's his whole personality. But it is, his whole personality is being like, saying like snide shit. Izzy's changed. I don't know what it is though, but I've, we feel like we've seen it happen on every below deck and it's always really unsettling to me, but there's like a boys club thing that happens on the deck 
when a woman is in charge, they don't where like it. It's like when they're just like doing their cleaning the salt line or whatever. They're always like, ah, oh, what a fucking bitch our boss is. Yeah. Well, this is just what happens when somebody from the peanut gallery gets picked. The the dynamic changes. And I also, you know, obviously we're only seeing editing, but it seems like she could laugh it off. Well, I don't know. I mean, sure. She, I feels like she did laugh off the first couple. Then after a while, he just kept being like, what, what are you, the queen of Versailles? And she was like, what? Yeah, like when he just like wouldn't get off the jet ski. It's yeah, all this just little weird. like underminery like bullshit. Just like do your fucking job. And then he was like, she's a pretty rude today, huh? It's like, dude, just fucking, yeah, like it's as simple as just fucking do like, it, Rob. You're not she, as cool as the other Rob who was easy to do an impression of. You're just new Rob. Just new Rob. Yeah, just do your fucking job that you're getting paid to do. It's just like some of them are like, hey, I hate when a woman tells me what to do. And it's like, well, too bad. I do Hear sometimes feel like James is encouraging Rob to be a poopy boopy. That's what I'm saying. They encourage each other to be to be like dipshits. And it's like they're doing the grunt work together while their boss is, you know, lavishing as the Queen of Versailles. So th that gives them time to be resentful. That is Izzy's vibe. Also, I feel bad that she was literally trying to plan like an outing for uh, Elizabeth's birthday only for her to get fired. It's pretty sad. It was nice that one person was trying to celebrate Elizabeth's birthday. Oh, poor thing. I always, you know what, Elizabeth, unfortunately, you never had a chance. Okay, so yeah, whatever. Rob is being a little shit. So Captain Lee's learning about coronavirus. He's like, oh my God, I can't wrap my head around it. Oh, but luckily, there is no cases on the island. I'm going to follow my president's orders. <laughs> I love how they're all like, oh, the island's actually the safest place to be. And it's like, you are literally shepherding around rich tourists from other countries coming to this place. Like, what else do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that's the thing is like everyone around you has been traveling. Also, it's funny how uh, none of us, even today in 2021, know what anything about the coronavirus for real. <laughs> and so it's funny to see people a year ago speculating on definitely what they know it is. Yeah, I know some people have hated this season of Bravo because all of the shows reach a point, a tipping point where coronavirus comes into the show and becomes a plot line. But I have personally loved it because every time on every Bravo show, there's like an episode where they're like, oh, what's this coronavirus? Well, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I'm not mm -hmm. that worried. And then like the next episode, they're all in lockdown and terrified. <laughs> yeah. Six of them have died. <laughs> well, they're always Did like, you... it's the flu. And you're like... Does anyone oh, watch uh, Your Honor? Yes. Okay, best show on TV. You Are you caught up? Yes, I believe so. Up to eight? Um, there's actually a nine. Okay, no, that I'm not caught up. Came out. Um, but it uh, just came out on Sunday. So, Your Honor, um, it they went a, eight episodes. The film's in New Orleans. They mm -hmm. went eight episodes without ever saying coronavirus or virus. I'm not even sure if they've even said the name of it yet. Uh -huh. 
But eight episodes in, they finally have like the big trial. Right. And there's a woman been wearing a to. mask. And so they finally had to say, yeah, so usually I would, this courtroom would be filled and this would be broadcast somewhere. Um, but uh, we can't do that now because of the virus. And then there was one shot of a lady a wearing a mask. Yeah. And then in this latest episode, they talk about it a couple more times. But it's just so funny when a show, because the show was really trying to not have to talk about it. Hey, well, so were a lot of people in New Orleans, including that guy who was like the senator or something who died. Right. Man. The young young right wing guy who was just like. No big. And then immediately died. Yeah. That's always what happens. It's not a good look. All right, so Captain Lee's like, this shit's confusing. But the crew gets ready for a beach picnic, and James thinks Elizabeth is smart enough to know that their relationship is going nowhere. She uh, just gets it. She knows I'm a fuckboy. That part where he's like, well, I'm 26, and she's 30, and everyone knows a 30-year-old woman wants to get married and have babies, and I'm only 26, a mere child. So she obviously knows that it's not serious and going nowhere because of the giant age differential between us. It's like, no, she doesn't. Fool. Have you seen her? A woman who wears crystals in her bra is not aware of your energy at this point. It's also like maybe she doesn't want you to like put a baby in her and a ring on it. She just wants you to like acknowledge that it's her birthday. Yeah. After you put your penis inside of her. Like, That's true. Gave her a UTI. Pretty, pretty low bar. Gave her um, you don't have UTI. to acknowledge someone's birthday if they're about to be fired. Okay, well, he doesn't well, he know that. He didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you don't think he's tuned in. You don't think he heard the scuttlebutt. Everybody oh. hears everything on this. He overheard. He no, knows she's gone. He... And he loves her. I, you guys are reading this all <laughs> no. wrong. He loves her. He cannot stand the fact that he is about to lose her. Okay. And it's like, he's you know, it's out. like. Yeah, it's like someone's going to leave the country on February 16th. You know, you just can't have Valentine's Day together because it, it hurts too much. I love when that happens on the show Stupid. when people hook up and then one of them decides that they're not into it and starts acting really cold and distant. And it's like, bro, you're on a boat together. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You literally can't avoid this person. You literally, ha- one of you has to murder the other for it to be okay. Just like stop having sex if you don't if you're not into them. Just like stop leading them on, or do like a classic. What was it, Tanner in season seven, where he's like, "I think we should see other people," and she was like, "Okay." <laughs> you want to see right. Captain Lee? Um, oh, yeah, miserable. Just don't date on a boat. Seems easy enough, but Elizabeth- or just like. Be upfront. Just be like, yeah. I don't like you like that, but let's keep banging until the charter's over. Yeah. Uh, instead of being like, she'll figure it out by me. Oh, no, being babe. An asshole uh, it's, I, I love you. No, nothing's changed, babe. It's just that I've I've been really into work lately. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. No, the boss is really riding me. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. And she's just so like... There's the thing is like I can't hate Elizabeth because there's nothing malicious about Elizabeth. Like no, she's just, she's just a dumb dumb. Yeah, it's hard to hate someone who's just like just free spiriting around, being like Hee-hee-hee! every she's time like James is in the, the room. F- the female version of sunshine. 
Yeah, she just is. And it's like, I can't really hate her. I mean, Francesca can hate her. Francesca can fucking hate her. But I, I kept being like, why does Francesca hate her so much? And then I was like, oh, right, because she made mustard gas that one time. Yeah, the mustard. That, that was tough. That was tough for me as well. I wasn't sure if I could move past that. However, all time moment on the show. Nobody got hurt. We all learned you can make mustard gas out of bleach. Look, I know. look, I had six hot dogs during the Super Bowl. So we all know I can make mustard gas, oh, too. nasty boy. You know, on that note, let's take a quick break because we should. BRB. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. When I said BRB, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of Andy Cohen's Watch What Happened That's Live. what I was going to say, but I didn't want to sidetrack with... The Andy Cohen song again, even though it reminded me of a kid I grew up with, Brab. (laughs) Shut up, Brab. That's funny. Hey, Brab. It's actually BRB. (laughs) Uh, Is Brab short for something? (laughs) (laughs) No, Brab is long for my name, which is BRB. BRB. Uh, It almost sounds like Arby's. Hey, I'm BRBs. What do you mean you won't hire me? I'm literally Arby's. So uh, the drunk from the drunk. Sir, this is a Wendy's. 
The drunk son from last night says uh, he rats out Ash and he's like, I was like really upset last night because Ash told me the hot tub was draining. But then I went up there and it wasn't draining. And I was like really upset last night because she wouldn't give me alcohol. It like really hurt my feelings. It was like the saddest thing I've ever seen. I wanted to be like, bitch, <laughs> shut up. I love the zero reaction those two people are giving. Well, they're like, Who are they? They're just Is like, that his older brother? No, I think they're family friends. Okay. I think they're literally like, you're annoying, other David. Shut up. Like, even they're like, uh-huh. They go, yes, we, we are employed by your father. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. such little snobs and the way I was like, who do they remind me of? Maybe it's like the Trump sons. It's just like. Fucking they do have Trump son vibes. They just have like mouth breather, kind of like, oh, like we're we're fifteen or whatever, and you have to serve us alcohol. Where's the alcohol? Why yeah. haven't you given me alcohol yet, servant? I'm allowed to drink it here on the high seas. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's cool. also like you seem really cool. We would love to disappear you out here. So, uh, for a chance, I don't know why they always freak out when the rich people jump in or threaten to jump in, just let them let them go and then keep going. I think it's just the insurance liability. Well, I don't think they care about it as a moral stance. Captain I Lee's read the like, insurance. I could lose my license. You, they get two a year. They can kill. I oh, mean, that's what it says. Maritime law. Two a year. You're allowed maritime two a law. year. Wow. Yeah. That's maritime law. We all learned that maritime from Sea Org. Malia's yeah. like, maritime law actually says that we can kill two people a year, so you can't have weed on board. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Thank God, Malia and her maritime law. Your vape um, pen <laughs> might make it so that you can't help me hold someone's arms back when we're feeding them to the sharks <laughs> on this voyage. Oh, she's the worst. The worst. We knew she was the worst when she set up that love triangle for I herself. Know. Well, we knew she was the worst when she was in any way attracted to Adam. That's a red flag. Oh, yeah. That guy's a monster. I think people get crazy vision on the boats, though. You get sea goggles. Yeah, that's true. Except for that relationship oh, yeah. was planned. What, what was the, the equation? It was um, seven ten two a 4 7 two. 472, is that right? It's um oh, it's uh right. it's a four when you first <laughs> wait, what was it's that? a four when you first see her, and then she's a seven after a couple weeks at sea, and then when you break up with her, oh no, when then when you bring her home to meet your mates, uh she's a two. Who came up with I, that? I I wish I hadn't started saying that. I think it was um those were early uh, med, days. Season med, like season one or two of med. Yeah, that's like early days. I forget who came up with that. Hmm. Well, yeah. I think people just freak out when they have to go on land, when they have to like leave the bubble of the ship. Yeah, it's just it's summer camp. Is your yeah. summer camp girlfriend going to be your girlfriend in real life? Yeah. Probably Oof. not. That's tough. I don't know about that. Um. Yeah, so Francesca overhears the weird drunk kid complaining, and she's like, I'm so sorry about that. Who told you this? And he's like, um, Ash and James. And she's like, mm, okay. Um, and he says, they said I couldn't stay up. I was upset about it. 
Anyway, but like Ash says that she didn't think he would remember it. And she tells Francesca he was wasted and tried to jump in the tender. So she cut him off. And Francesca's like, you're right. You did right. Now, if this was Elizabeth, she would have already been fired because Elizabeth sucks. But you, Ash, you're a mini me. You're just like me. I want to cut your face off and wear it on mine. I love you so much. And Ash is like, thanks, girl. That relationship's inappropriate. Uh, I hate it. That's another thing that happens often on the show that I've noticed, much like the the boys club thing that happens just from people working together on the mm-hmm. shitty jobs, is that there's a thing where like the girls will team up against whoever's like the lowest rung girl yeah. to like show their dominance. And I feel like sometimes it's like female bosses will like single out another female and be like, I'm just going to ride you all day to show that I'm in charge. I mean, that seems to be what's happening because no matter what Elizabeth does, Francesca's like, oh, right. Ugh. It's like, you, yeah, like, it's, it's so over the top. So if it's, if there's two men and one woman in charge, then the men are the problem. But if it's all women, then the women still find a way to destroy one of the women anyway. It's just Apparently. like a three-person dynamic. They just dynamic. punch down instead of punching up. They punch up. down instead of punching up. Instead of team, instead of the two people that are at the bottom teaming up and being like, oh, our boss is such an asshole. It's the the boss recruits one of the underlings to be like, you're my favorite. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. off like Cinderella. It's Cinderella. Like, what if what if it's all three guys? Then what's the dynamic? I mean, they usually just bro out is what we've yeah. seen. Yeah, that's the perfect, they have a that's great the time. perfect equation. They're like, don't mind if a man tells me what to do. No probs there. Let's all fucking yeah. get it done, bro. Which is like, well, all Izzy's trying to do is be like, let's all get it done, bro. And they're like, um, we'll get it done when we feel like it. They're like, uh, we're actually having a competition to see who could hold their breath longer. So you can you just like hold on a second? <laughs> like. Oh, okay. Like, okay, mom. Thanks a lot. They start acting like the little Davids. Yeah, it's pretty sad, but so hot. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really attracted to that. Oh my God. These guys are the worst. I'm so hot. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, Francesca says she has no trust in Elizabeth, so she can't go do the beach picnic. And she just can't wait to just be like, Elizabeth, you've been let go. Which I'm like, that's a really dark thing. Oh, she's so horny to get her fired. It's so fucked up. It's just like Malia. It's gross. Yeah, like you shouldn't find joy in letting someone go. There's a darkness within you that we should really explore on Talkspace. That's also like the little fascist in them. It's like, ooh, I'm going to rat you out to the boss. And it's like going to get me in better with the boss and show what what a good little little bootlicker I am. Ash just wants everyone to know she's like a fucking minion. Why shouldn't you be excited to get rid of someone? She can't make the decision to fire someone on her own. She's wanted to fire Elizabeth the whole time. And she finally got the chance. But I mean, anyone would be happy about it. She has to pretend she's not, is what you're saying. I just think it's like there's two charters left and it's COVID. You're not going to find anyone else. You're actually fucking yourself over by firing this person unless they're like so incompetent they're making work go backwards it just seems like yeah, she's just more airheaded than anything else it's like whatever yeah. she does the job she's fine she makes mustard gas that's what you asked her to do right yeah, she understands chemistry like whatever dude let her live whatever bro she just 
She's in a bad hookup situation. Like, give her Here's a break. Here's what they should do. Hmm. Don't send her home. Send her to the deck crew and then bring Izzy back on the interior. Make her lead deckhand. Yeah. yeah make her and then make Izzy chief stew. Mix it up, baby. Yeah. And then make Ashling the captain. Mm. Good idea. Well, yeah. So. It'll be more fun. The guests are literally bitching about how their trips have all been canceled because of coronavirus. And Jackie literally says, she's like, I think it's the Democrats blowing it up out of proportion to mess up the election for Trump. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Show your, hey, and honey, it worked, bitch. It worked. Ass. Yeah, show your ass, honey. Show <laughs> your ass. Because we did it, bitch. Who did you vote for, bitch? That's mm. what I thought. Bye. Marianne Williamson. That's who she voted for. Jackie's like, I would love for Mary. She got very confused. There is a chance they're on that that big crystal circuit, probably. What if we found out that Elizabeth was campaigning for Mary Ann Williamson? If there was one person, she's like, me and my energy healer are actually um, working together. Uh, I'm just saying, all those all the rich white ladies with energy healers definitely also know each other and on the same circuit. Exactly. So I think they are all connected. You're going to that doctor on the doctors. They're not getting vaccinated because they're new yeah. age QAnon. You know you're a, you're a crazy billionaire when your doctor that you refer to as your primary care physician is your plastic surgeon. Boom. Yeah. Okay. So Rachel's starting to get annoyed at the interior crew because they're not helping her with all the food for the beach picnic. And uh, if I was Francesca, I would be concerned. Because Elizabeth or uh, Rachel's a loose cannon and you sleep in a room with her and you should start sleeping with one eye open because this bitch seems like she will cut you. I love Rachel. I've come to love Rachel. The chefs are always so unhinged. You don't love Rachel. I do love Rachel. You Okay. Okay. This is the question. Do you want to hang out with Rachel? Yeah, man. You want to rely on Rachel? No, not rely. I mean, she doesn't get drunk. At work. Like, I thought that was so dumb. She doesn't get drunk at work. You don't work with her. You're her friend. You're just meeting her for drinks. Eddie was so embarrassed that she got so drunk on her day off. It was like, it's your day off. Yeah, Eddie needs to back off. You have a camera crew. Like, nobody cares if she interrupts the band and starts singing because you already paid them. I would love to see the spinoff show Molly and Rachel. And just so I can see you hang out with her and be best friends with her. I always want to take the crazy broads and give them a spinoff. I would watch like Rocky and Rachel, I think would be a great. Maybe Rocky and Rachel doing some van life together. Well, Uh, I don't. Because like you were talking about episode one. You were talking about Queen Victoria from The Bachelor who they just kicked off. Yeah. Uh, You were talking about her last week. Uh, I started watching The Bachelor for the first time in my life. And they always kick off the crazy people. But those are always the best people. So I want like well, a Queen they, Victoria and Claire Crawley spinoff. They keep them for as long as they can before it becomes unrealistic as to why they're there. But it's like the whole <laughs> thing's unrealistic. If, yeah. if you're going to have a soap opera, you got to have a villain. It's like as soon as they get rid of the antagonist, then everyone's just like, oh, I love him so much and I don't want him to date the other girl. It gets 
you know, not as well. Not the as villain fun. will stay longer if the main lead wants to fuck them. Like we've had villains make it to the end, you know, like it just depends like how hot they are. Unfortunately. That's a better show, though, because then it's like the other girls are all like she's going to betray him. And the girl's like, he doesn't know. Yeah. And I'm crazy and I'm going to kill all the other girls. Have they ever done Bachelor Oops All Crazies? Well, that's what I'm saying is what I want. Like yeah, Claire Crawley, yeah. Queen Victoria, Oops All Crazies. I mean, that's like Rock of Love and shows like that are Oops All Crazies. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're great. That's why it's good. Oops All mm-hmm. Crazies. Yeah, okay. So uh, I, yeah, Francesca, sleep with one eye open because you room with someone who's going to stab. And then make a delicious meal. Yeah, I know. She'll use you, cook you up, serve you to the guests, and be like, Hey, 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 is this the Army Hammer cruise? We can't. Just fuck that guy. It's bad. So he also goes to the islands, though, to do illegal stuff for sure. He's all tough. I can't wait till he gets extradited. Leave that billionaire alone. Ew. Um, so James and Elizabeth, that's also a thing that stood out to me with the Britney doc. She always goes, ew. Oh my God, that was the most heartbreaking part when they kept asking her horrible questions and she was like, no, ew. Yeah. Ew. I Poor was like, Brittany. Oh, Brittany. I love you. Free Brittany. Free. Hashtag free Brittany. Fucking Brittany. Yeah. So James and Elizabeth are the only two people left on the boat with Captain Lee and Eddie, but Elizabeth is telling James that she just wants to hang out with him like she just can't wait to hang out with him and James is like he doesn't want to break up with Elizabeth right now because he doesn't want to hurt her feelings so he's just that's gonna, not like, it it's because he wants on. to keep boning yeah exactly he just wants to like keep leading her on for the time being and then basically ghost her after he leaves the boat that's his plan the problem is like the relationships always escalate really quickly into a really intense zone because you're on a boat well, it's always also one person gets deeply attached and the other person's like, what? I was just having fun. Right. And then there's nowhere to go because yeah. you're on a boat. I really am surprised more people don't go missing on this show. Like some of these <laughs> That people, we know of. How many cast members have never returned? We don't yeah, know where they are. It's very suspicious because it feels like sometimes if you're on a boat, you're living in very close quarters. I'm surprised you don't snap in any way. Maybe you do. I guess Rocky. Uh, had yeah, a there's something very shiningy about it that I've always wondered about. They're under the spell of the hierarchy. Just like you can't get off. You're on it. Yeah, you're on the boat. I wonder if the only way ever, off is in the ocean. Anyone during like a um like a docking ever just like casually walked off and never came back again? And they never just never heard back from them. Well, that's the best is when somebody quits and they just like walk off the boat and keep walking, and everyone's yeah. like. Where are they going? Like when Rachel tried to quit. Yeah. But she always comes back. She's, that's what Rachel's like. So on their trip. Did you hear that Army, you know, Armand Hammer, that's his name and his his dad's name. And his dad became a billionaire and then bought Armand Hammer just because uh, people thought he already owned it. The whole story is so crazy because the great grandfather was named Arm and Hammer after the socialist symbol of the yeah. Arm and Hammer. And he was cool. And then everybody else in the bloodline is like a rapist murderer yeah. who uh, was pr- protected by her. They're all like robber barons. Yeah. That's a dark family history. A lot of. Just evil people, like sociopathic evil people. It's yeah, really and it, surreal. It, it, it's Money, hard because it's like 
do they get away with being sociopaths just because they're rich or is it like an inherited bloodline of, you know, fucked up frontal lobes or something or both or both? I think it's both. I think it's both. I also think it's both. Yeah. Uh, Well, so speaking of rich people, so on their trip to the do a beach picnic slash swim with stingrays, one of the sons keeps bitching about how everything is not luxurious enough because they're like driving through the island and he's like, this isn't glamorous. He hates being on a bus. Yeah, he's such a That was the worst part. He's like, they're on the little charter bus and he's like, this isn't luxurious. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're going, you're driving through an island that you're literally ruining I was yelling at the TV because he kept going, I've already seen stingrays. Oh, God. I don't need, I don't care about stingrays. I've already seen them. I just want to sleep. It's like, I would fucking love to see stingrays. Yeah. And as soon as he gets there, he jumps into the water and they're like, please don't do that. You're going to land on a stingray. You dumb motherfucker. Like, that's what I want. I want to, I want to kill nature. Yeah. It's like, could you be any worse? He really could not. Yeah, I got so mad when he almost jumped on a stingray. I was like, have you heard a stingray? Well, also, it's like, have you not heard the story of, um, what's his name? Steve Irwin literally like dying because a stingray stabbed him in the chest. Like, come on, man. I mean, I assume these were some kind of like gentle stingray because otherwise they wouldn't let these people near them. But I was also like, it would be cool if there was like one poisonous stingray in there that, you know, killed them all accidentally. Well, my thing is, like, if you scare a stingray enough, it will try and defend itself. Like, it's not even about, like, it being gentle. It's like, if you're trying, if a stingray feels threatened, it's, it's going in to the react. Name. It's literally in the name. It's just, ugh, these people. Well, anyway, Captain Lee on back on the boat is asking Elizabeth to step it up and clean some dishes. And he's like, I really, I really hope Elizabeth can, can you know, do better. And then she's like, I'm like really stressed about Francesca and like James is being really weird. And like with my ex, I dove head first in and everything happened really fast because my head's usually in the clouds. At least she's self-aware. And I really had to learn the hard way. And it's like a really rough feeling. And I'm like, this is, I mean, look, Elizabeth told us from the start this was going to happen. She says she falls in love on every boat that she's on. She told us, she says, I live in the clouds. I start to slip. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a little bit on her that she's not seeing the pattern here. But it seems like she's aware of the pattern, but chooses to ignore it when when in the moment. This is, what, the 13th season of this show? I guess, yeah, about. And no one has ever turned an on-boat relationship into an off-boat relationship. The closest anyone came was... Ben and Emily lasted like most of a year or something. It's not going to happen. And the person that realizes that, I don't think is the crazy one who's doing everything wrong, meaning James. He's having a dumb relationship with a Dumbo because they're trapped in a boat. People do it every season. Like half the people do it. It's normal and it's not going anywhere. And that's, normal and that's fine and he is not a jerk because of it they haven't they don't have to say anything there's nothing yes, to he say does. he needs he to be promises. she's like i just <sighs> i disagree when she's like yeah. i want to know how you feel about me and he's yeah. like eh. like she confronts him and is like 
tell me where you think this is going. And he's like, I got to go work. Yeah. What the fuck? Nowhere. What are you talking about? You just have stop to ta- say Stop it. saying that. If so you're I'm there, over it. bro, just say Just if say you I don't think it's going anywhere. We're just having fun. Meet a stage five clinger and fuck her and then act like, what do you think? She clearly That's needs what I'm to saying. hear it. It's pretty simple. Just be like, hey, this isn't happening. Like if your bunny gets boiled in a fatal attraction situation because you never said what you thought was actually going on, that's on you, bro. That's on Michael Look, Douglas. Look, not everything in the world is going to be said out loud. Not oh, every person is like some great. great person who's super eloquent and has all the right words. Fucking James is an idiot. We've known that since day fucking one. She got in a relationship with a fucking moron, and now she's like, where are we? And he's like, uh, we've never had a conversation of any substance. Why the fuck do you think I'm going to like Dawson's Creek just turn into someone with all the words in I the world? I just feel like he's like, I'm oh, a teenager. Like, I don't want to give her a birthday cake or acknowledge her birthday or celebrate her in any way because that'll give her false hope. It's like, bro, putting your dick in her is giving her the false hope. Stop doing that, then. But he's not wrong. Doing some bullshit for her birthday would give her the wrong impression. He doesn't need to be like, hey, happy birthday. I don't like you. I just want you to know that. Just be like, I don't know. Hate me. I'm a weirdo. This is how I feel. That's that's a normal reaction that most guys, you know, aren't going to be like, here's all the words you ever wanted. No, bro, he needs to give her a cake that says... It's yes, bro, casual. that is what happened. The cake should say in frosting, it's just casual. The problem is, instead of just fucking her, like if he just fucked her and ignored her most of the time, that's fine. It's clear he's just being a dick. But he would also be like, let's hang out and get to know each other. That's the problem. He would be like, they would be talking for hours of him being like, are you into psychology? What are your parents like? Oh, you have dogs? Like he was, he was, he's attempting to get to know her while at the same time not know her. It's weird. It's like, just fuck her and ignore her. Or like tell her all that shit was just a fucking whatever. It just was of the time. It's like, why are you here every day if you don't love me? I work here. I mean, like, in the break, we didn't, we weren't on a date. I was on a break. We've had two, we've had one date. Well, that's it. Don't Everything take her else, on a I date. was forced to be with you. Don't take her on a date if you just want to fuck her. Well, maybe he didn't know at that point that he didn't want to marry her. Well, that's on him. You met, you've met, have you met Elizabeth? The bitch is ready to jump on your dick and also get a ring on it. If you go on one date with someone, they don't owe you fucking anything. No. I feel like also if he's Shit. so worried that she's like marriage crazy, then like don't get involved, bro. That's not what he's doing. No, he's just, he is. He just he's doesn't like, care. He's, he's like, making mustard gas and then running away, you know? He's having fun. Yeah, he's having it fun. It doesn't seem fun though for Either well, it was that. fun. It's not fun now. Could have been fun. Anyway, okay. They just fired her a little earlier. Captain Lee tells Elizabeth if she gets all her work done, she can go down the slide. And at the time, I was like, oh, no. If Francesca finds out, she's going to kill everyone that Elizabeth was allowed any sort of fun. And so there's an issue on the beach at the beach picnic 
over condiments because they've been forgotten. And Rachel blames Francesca. Francesca blames Rachel. And in the flashback they showed, it wasn't even clear who was supposed to bring the condiments because they both were like, you're going to bring the condiments? And like, yeah, you're going to bring the condiments. It was like, I was like, I'm confused as to who was supposed to bring what. This this footage did not actually like give me any information. No, it was the mahi-mahi all over again. I think these two just, should like, have more other. go bags. Like for beach picnics, they should pack separate things. There's a bag in the fridge. There's a bag in the pantry. And then they, they don't use that stuff for any, because they can't leave the boat without leaving something The condiments thing too, when they showed it back, it was just like the mahi-mahi. It was like terrible. Everyone's saying what they mean, but the communication is terrible. They were like, okay, we need these condiments. And the other person's like, Yes, we agree that we need someone to bring these condiments and just nobody said who was going to bring them. Yeah. I look, I notoriously am against beach picnics. Oh, they never always work a disaster. Out. Everyone always forgets something. Have I told you guys about my beach picnic business? No, but please do. I've got a fleet of boats and they they're always racing around just with tons of supplies on board. If you forget something at your beach picnic, we'll come by and give it to you. One mustard, fine. It's $150. Jesus, that is, oh my God. You know what? On that note, let's take a quick break. Every one of these people would pay would pay that. Let's take a quick of- break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're gonna love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. And we're back. Wow. Nick has gotten thousands of investors in his new idea of... Thanks, Elon. ...of just racing around with condiments on a boat. <laughs> that cost Still no takers for my inflatable boats, but whatever. Inflatables boat. You know, Izzy actually, once again, I think Izzy might be the top dog because she saved the day by just going over to like the snack bar and being like, can I have your ketchup? And they were like, sure. <laughs> I was like, okay. Easy peasy, just like that. You know what? Izzy should be lead deckhand. She should be the captain and she should be chief stew. There you go. Solve the problem. Izzy just Deal. takes care of everything. Oops, all Izzy's. Oops, all. I would watch Oops, all Izzy's. Also, this whole time, I don't know why I thought Izzy was from the UK. I swear I thought she said she was from London, but turns out she was born in New Zealand, but raised in Australia. Interesting. Oh. Don't know where I came up with this idea that she was from the UK. Because they all have those pan UK, Australia, South Africa. Yeah. Just a lot of colonialist accents with weird vowel sounds. Yeah. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter where they're from. Well, they're all from Even, South Africa. Yeah. Even if they well, say they're okay. from somewhere else, they're from South Africa. Sisi Brew? That's my that's my South Africa. Sisyphiki. It's great. Sisyphiki. I can't do it. I I definitely try to like work on my my elephant bone. Belaudic. That's my New Zealand. Belaudic. Not good. Belaudic. Chais and Ross. Chais and Ross. Damn it. I work on my Aisha a lot. Aisha's like no. Oh my god. There's like a lot of like secret R's and everything. Yeah. It's also just like a lot of those noises. Oh, it's me, Aisha. Aisha, yeah. Aisha. That's right. They all put R's. In Australia, the R's go at the end of everything. So I'd be Anna. 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 Tarar. So anyway, yeah. uh, I would be Nark. No. It'd be Nick. Nar. No, I like, the R I like goes narc. at the end. Narc. I like narc. 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 Yeah, that's what you are, you narc. So I'm a narc <laughs> But um, anyway, do you guys... Uh, sorry, I got some back pain. Do you guys know where I can get any doobies? Oh, wow. Doobies. What a narc, dude. What? No. Man, I'm a, you're I'm a, a narc. Te- you don't I'm know. A team, why just like, tell us. You have to Why don't you us. ask Hannah? Whoa. Oh, her shit didn't didn't get me high. I don't know what it was. It was CBD. It was CBD, allegedly. Ugh, gross. Um, have you met Malia? Oh yeah, no. She we a used co-worker? to work together. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. narc. We got it. We got you, <laughs> narcs. Fucking narc. Easy peasy. She's actually forty three years old. I I would believe that. So um, <laughs> there's some serious tension between Francesca and Rachel. What do you know? And back on the boat, Rob says Izzy was, like, micromanaging the situation the whole time. And it's like, what, bitch? She's the lead deckhand. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're like, oh, she's being so micromanaging. It's like, she's your boss, dude. Yeah. 
it's her job, bro. Like, fucking just do it. She's literally like, can you just blow up this fucking floaty? That's all I'm asking of you. Can you just please blow up the floaty? And he's like, whoa, bitch, you are micromanaging. And it's like, she's asking one thing. Blow up the goddamn Versace floaty. I did think he was funny where he was like, tell her uh, didn't, it didn't work because it's a knockoff. And I was like, all right, he's got jokes. He got That's jokes. Funny. LOL. <laughs> it was a nice floaty also. I wonder if it was actually Versace or if it just looked like it had the Versace print. I bet it's Versace. I bet it was like a joke in a joke bag she got. I feel like all those high-end brands send like weird things like that with some yeah. of their, their oot Because they know that everyone who has one of their things is going to be like on a beach in the south of France. Yeah, I feel like I've seen Kylie Jenner or somebody being like, my Chanel inflatable or something yeah. oh my god it's real hemorrhoid donut and it costs 250 dollars. it's real yeah it only costs 250 dollars. what makes it special does it say is it like save velvet? or face on it no it just has the like print i liked when the guy said oh i've been saying it for sales this whole time oh yeah he's an idiot because it made me think of when uh nomi malone calls it versace versace in showgirls Oh, yeah. Versace Versailles. Yeah, he does say. This is insane. I feel so dumb. I thought it was Versailles. It's like, it's still, it's dumb that it's Versailles. Yeah. Are you going to give us any details? Or are you just going to keep reading it and talking about how insane it is? She's ordering it. Shut up, Nick. You've got to to narrate it a little bit. She's afraid she's going to read her credit card number out loud when she (laughs) is ordering it right now. It's $250 and 190 euro. And you can also buy like Versace ping pong paddles with it that are 195 euro. Look, I'm, I really should get off this site because this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Look, nothing you need more with an inflatable ring than ping pong paddles. What a fucking waste This is going to make our beach picnics so luxurious. Like, I am shook by the fact that that's really Versace. So anyway, Izzy tells Ra... Er, oh, no. by the way, just to tell our listeners, um, there is nothing special about this. It is just that it's the only one licensed to have Versace Baroque print on it. Yeah, that's it. It's not, it's, and it's, it's just nothing. a normal one that would cost you 40 bucks anywhere else. Even less than 40 bucks, I feel like. No, yeah. a good one. Believe me, I've done my research this summer. Mm. A, it's made a good of plastic. Will, it's made of plastic. Well, yeah. You want it to like be strong. gold filigree. That would be pretty cool if it was. What if it was made out no, of polyester? Or like Gore-Tex or something. Well, that would make more would sense, be. but... Yeah. No, mm. just rag. It was just like made from a, 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 a tire from the, the first Model T. That's... Uh, no, I'm not a fan of this concept of buying a $250 floaty because it wow, has you a sound Versace poor. print on it. Yeah, well, so is I wonder he, what the poor people are doing now. Probably online making fun of Versace inflatables. That's us. He was talking That's about right. us. The poor people being like, what the fuck are you thinking buying this? Okay. Izzy tells Eddie that Rob is being passive aggressive and being a dick about a bunch of stuff. And Eddie's like, just call him out on his shit. And if he like keeps doing it, let me know. And I'm like, great management. Actually, it's pretty good because he's like, you know what? You deal with it, Izzy. And if it keeps happening because these guys don't respect you, so you trying to deal with it goes nowhere, let me know and I'll step in. Because now you're an extension of me. And so when they're insulting you, they're actually insulting me. 
Just do an impression, Eddie. Just do an impression and make me happy. Just any impression at this point. Okay. So the guests are at the table and Rachel's immediately annoyed that Francesca didn't tell her because Rachel's going to murder Francesca. And Jackie gives everyone crowns in the crew in, or in the interior and including Rachel and because they're all now officially princesses of Versailles. James and Rob bond over having brothers because they're that uninteresting. And uh, one of the sons tells Captain Lee, like the older son who's not from Jackie, tells Captain Lee that he wrecked a Corvette when he was a baby. No other details. Zero details on how he did that. And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> ah yeah, that was a great time. No explanation. Let's just ride right over that like that Corvette. Okay, I've figured out why the Versace ring is terrible and why a terrible person would own it. Because it's made of PVC, which has a high chlorine content. It creates toxic pollution in the form of dioxins, which accumulate in animals' fat up through the food chain. Exposure to PVC often includes exposure to phthalates, which may have serious health effects. Wow, you really did learn a lot about inflatables, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I just, that was off the dome. So it just, it's just one, it's overpriced and also bad for the environment. Yeah. Uh, so I've done my research. Wow. Jackie, uh, whatever her name is, is bad. Yeah. Huh. Not surprising. So Elizabeth tries to ask James about his feelings and James says he feels trapped as Elizabeth asks him to travel somewhere together after this. And he's like, oh yeah, totally, maybe we will. And Ash overhears him, which is not good because she's a snitch and she's going to turn around and tell Francesca. But I guess also Elizabeth's supposed to be working. It's unclear like what she's doing half the time. She's like hanging around when she's supposed to be like doing cabins. And Ash is not happy because... You know, it doesn't really, like, affect Ash in any way because it's not like Ash has to do cabins. She's just working in service. Um, But she's not happy regardless, and she's going to tell Francesca. And so now Elizabeth and James are chatting in the pantry again, uh, and she keeps asking about his feelings when they're supposed to be cleaning the dishes, and Francesca's not happy, and she calls them out to finish working and stop talking, and she's literally like, you, stop talking. You, go to bed. Stop. Finish your job. Go to bed. And, uh, yeah, I guess... uh, that helps uh, Elizabeth get her shit together and go to bed. And literally the whole time, James is like, yeah, you should go to bed. Leave me alone. Stop asking me these questions. I don't want to answer them. Please. Yes, Francesca, I agree with you. It's a really sad moment, honestly. But also, just maybe Elizabeth should go to, to bed. This, get me to this reunion. I just, I can't wait. Although, now I'm afraid Elizabeth won't be there. Well, actually, she was on Watch What Happens Live last night. Yeah. She Did was. you and watch that? Was, oh. was Francesca so, confronted? No, it was Elizabeth no. and Ashley, and it was amazing. They were going after each other. It was... Yeah. They were just calling each other non-professional. Well, okay. Ash kept being like, I wasn't fake. And it's like, well, I mean, you were you were being nice to her and also not at the same time. And they were, And they would ask, like, why did you feel like 
you were just like kind to her face, but then talking shit about her behind her back. And she's like, well, I was being as professional as you can be in a professional setting. And they're like, well, what, what is talking shit about? Or what about talking shit about behind her back? And she'd just be like, "Mm -hmm." she was like, oh, well, I've been in yachting for two and a half years. And Elizabeth was like, I've been in yachting for four years. And she was like, not anymore. It was really, really catty. Well, she's like, yeah, but you would only do like a few months here and a few months there and a few months there. Yeah, she's like, you weren't doing it continuously for it's four like, years. What, are, what is she the was point like, you're um, trying to make? It was bad. And I then she was like, annoyed. well, I'm not going to like stay in yachting forever. Elizabeth was like, well, I'm like a smart person who's too good for yachting. And <laughs> Ashley was like, so am I. I'm not trying to like be in yachting. I've got other things going on in my life. It was really weird. It was like, what is the point of this conversation? We get they it. Just, hate each other so I do think Elizabeth will do the reunion because I think she'll want to set the record straight and also they better do a reunion I think they have they've already filmed it well from what I understand well all I really want is just Francesca to to have to have seen this already and then defend herself I mean she's just gonna be like I did my best and did what I thought I wanted to do and blah 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 anyway uh, it's officially the next day Francesca's being a dick to Elizabeth per usual because she put out more utensils than she was supposed to when setting up the table. And she's like, oh, well, I don't usually do mornings, so I wasn't aware. And Francesca's like, you bitch, because that's her reaction to any little thing that Elizabeth does wrong. And it looked like a really nice table setting. She just put out one too many utensils because she Mm. wasn't aware. Mm. Get the fuck out of here. Dare she? Well, that's how Francesca's acting. Like, you dumb bitch. You've ruined everything. You've set me back hours. It's like, just fucking collect them. Whatever. Or don't. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. No one's going to worry about it. No one's going to think about it. Hey. Um, at the end, they're giving the tip. We had a really great time. I still never found out what that fork was for. So you get nothing. Good night. It was, uh, how do you say nonsense? So yeah, the guests are leaving. And this is when James said, he's like, wait, it's Versailles? I thought it was always Versailles. I'm like, well, that's because you're a bit of a dum-dum. Well, also, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. it's not real. No, and it's like still unfinished, I think. Well, the real Versailles exists in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versailles is real. I'll give you that. But I don't, it doesn't matter if you pronounce it right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all bullshit. Yeah. The only Versailles I acknowledge is the Cuban restaurant. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. In LA. Hell yeah. yeah. That's a good Versailles. You're right. You're right. That's That's the the only place you pronounce it I want to be the queen of that Versailles. Could you imagine I go in and you're just like sitting on a fucking (laughs) throne? I'm like, is that Molly? She has a black card. If I could go to a restaurant ever again, I would feel like the queen of Versailles. You you can actually go to one right now. I meant like for real though. And I wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. We're all cool, chill people. Are you at a restaurant right now, Nick? Wait. Nick. You narc. Can I I have two more Versailles specials? (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's like clink, 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 clink. I'm here with, I'm here with my basketball team. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Your basketball team. Uh, that's the funniest part because, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few questions. Yeah. All right. So tip meeting time. We learned that they got a 18K tip. 
shocker, the rich people are super cheap. Yeah. James is like, uh, don't they have more money than that? And then he's like, well, maybe they spent it all on on Jackie's breast implants. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what happened, James. They're like, they're like, mommy, please, can we eat tonight? And she's like, no, I must have bigger breasts. Wait, how much did they give? <laughs> 18K. 18K. That is, Pathetic. I mean, what pieces of shit? What utter... <laughs> Pieces of fucking trash. Are you saying it's enough? These people are. God, I hate them. It is not enough. Okay. That's what I thought. These people should be fucking arrested, sent to Guantanamo Bay, and waterboarded daily. I hate everyone who's ever been on this show. Is that not the attitude I should have? No, I mean, that is the situation we're in. I want to strangle them all with my bare hands. We should close Guantanamo Bay, but the good news is I think you could probably do waterboarding to them on the yacht because, you know, maritime law, right? Close Guantanamo, reopen it. On the below deck sailing yacht. Everyone who's ever been on this show on it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love love that about you. So, uh, yeah, Captain Lee actually tells Francesca and Rachel that they need to work on their communication because they cannot have another mahi-mahi situation, okay? Well, anyway, James and Rob are having a competition to see how long they can hold their breath while Izzy is continuously trying to reach them. And she's like, what the fuck? These idiots. And Captain Lee calls Francesca into the office and says he does, in fact, have a backup lined up for Elizabeth but he isn't sure that he can get her here in time because of the travel restrictions and Corona. So they, if they do fire Elizabeth, they're going to have to go into the next charter down a person. And Elizabeth says, well, she doesn't have any other choice. So they call in Elizabeth and they tell her, well, Francesca tells her that she's going to have to let her go. And Elizabeth's reaction of what, what? This is the first time hearing of this. They have not been threatening to fire her this whole time. It's so crazy. That and then you know that's the end of the episode. But her reaction is like, I'm like, okay, come on, like Elizabeth, like it's not ideal. I don't want you to get fired. I think you're fun, but like, why are you acting like this? <laughs> it's like such new news. I don't know. Mm. That was surreal. Anyway, that was the end of the episode. Next week's the finale. It looks like basically they technically have two charters left, but it looks like it's going to get cut short because That's of Corona. what I'm thinking. It looks like coronavirus is going to put an end to the season early and thus make all of what's his name's dreams come true about, I guess she was already fired. So one way or another, the universe is going to dump her for him. Yeah. Well, I so guess- maybe you're right, Nick. Maybe he was right. Just waiting it out. Because then uh, fate just intervenes and it's like, that's that's all you got to do. In the after show, they ask her, was James sad when you got fired? And she said, no, he seemed whatever about it. Like he didn't care at all, which is like, wow. It's also, it's like if he tells her, oh, I don't like you, then he's got someone on the boat that is like really mad at him. And if he never says that I don't like you, then she's just kind of like disappointed. I but guess it's a lot it just easier seems to like, deal with. It doesn't seem easier to me. It seems like avoiding her for the rest of the duration of the of the the charters seems like so much work to me. And so have you guys stressful. ever been in relationships? Have you ever broken up with someone you were casually dating? Yeah, but not by waiting it out. I'm because I'm not a coward. No, I'm saying when you broke up, it's like it's not like you guys are friends then. No, but I didn't do the thing where I just became really annoying and like hoped they'd break up with me because I don't think that ever has worked. Mm. 
Right. No, that's my point. It's that you break up with the person and then you'd never see them again. You can't break up with someone that you like have been sharing a cabin with. Yeah. I just feel like you know, just kind of like keep them nice and cool, keep things cordial till you get off the boat, then you can break up with them. Once you fuck in the guest bedroom, that's like the fantasy suite. They leveled it up, you know? I'm sorry, I don't get that reference. (laughs) Whatever. But basically, uh, he, for the most part, has initiated this relationship, it feels like, and then is now trying to get out of it and is getting lucky that she's getting fired. He he escaped unscathed in a way. I mean, outside of like public opinion, but like he just kind of like walked away from it all. And honestly, whatever. I do want to say the one thing in the coming up of this episode where it looks like Elizabeth's literally like begging Francesca not to fire her. That was a sad moment. I didn't like that. Yeah, what the fuck, man? And, and Francesca's like, do not touch me. Do not touch me. This is the one time that she should just smile and accept it. That's what she always does all the time. Yeah. She can't handle it. She doesn't want to go. But it's like, guess what, bitch? Get out of there now before they shut down the flights into America. Yeah. yeah. Actually, like, you might win if she gets out of there. Yeah. Yeah, and she doesn't go. have to confront confront the truth about she James. She might be able to get home and the rest of them might be trapped in paradise for like a long time. Yeah. And now she thinks that she's not with James because of this goddamn she her getting fired, you know, and it's not because he does not like her. Look, she's no. going to get therapy. She'll be fine. Uh, he's probably going to ghost her and she'll figure it out that way that he's an ass. But they're probably going to be together at the reunion. No, there's no way. In the after show, Holding she was hands. not speaking very highly of him. All right. It's time for <laughs> Boat Facts with Nikki T's. Let's oh hear it. Oh, my God. Boat Facts with Nikki T's. So, guys, we all know about imports and exports. Yeah, no big deal. Sure. Okay. So, I want to talk to you percentages. Imports into the United States. What percentage of them come on a ship of 100 what percentage of imports now we're talking there's three ways that goods can come into the u.s that is on a ship on a vessel on the water or in the air on an airplane or on land using some sort of automobile large vehicle truck perhaps what percentage of the u.s imports Come on boats. Uh, I'll say 50. Mm, smart. Diplomatic. Round number. I like it. I'm going to say 65. Wow. 50 was it. Didn't you see how I complimented? Oh. oh I yeah. thought it was a fake out. 53. Yeah, uh, 53%. Wow. Mm. Boat facts. Yeah. And then 25% comes in on land and 22% comes in the air. And that's boat facts with Nikki T. Felt like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Car or truck or whatever. Well, I always, I am, import just feels like overseas, too mm-hmm. heavy for a plane. So a boat just seems it. Yeah. But what do I know? Well, I don't just, forget about Canada and Mexico. No such it's thing. It's also probably cheaper to like ship something to those countries and then drive it into the, I don't know, you know, whatever. I was just thinking about the port. I was like, mm. Mm, a lot of the boats at the port. A lot yes. of those like big <laughs> containers. The port is important. Important. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa okay. Dudes. 
Guys, thanks so much for listening. That was Below Deck Season 8, Episode 15. Next week's the finale of Season 8. Wow, what a time to be alive. Molly, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you and follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Molly Lambert, although I'm taking a little Twitter break until March. Uh, you can find... Okay, where can they find you, though? Can they need to come find you. They can find me on Instagram at Molly underscore Lambert. Okay. And I'll be uh, podcasting more Are soon. taking notes? Are you going to be posting your tweets on Instagram in the meantime? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go follow Molly around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Molly. And follow her, you know, on the socials for when she is back. So anyway, you can follow us at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. And leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. Woo! Woo! I'm at Anna Hosting. Nick is at Nick's Turners. All right, guys. We're going to jump in this tiny little boat and get out of here. All right. Everyone, please get in. All right. Do you need help? Nick? Nick? Do you need help? Grab my hand. Grab my hand. Okay. Perfect. All right. Here we go. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, gotta go. Sorry, Nick. Just hold on to the rope in the back. Just hold the rope. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.